Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Welcome to another Life Church podcast here in Chico, California. This is Bob Leahy here with Pastor Chris hey. and Pastor Jeff. What's up? We got all three of us on the microphone today because we're going to be talking about Easter and what's next after Easter. I know growing up, I had an experience on Easter Sunday when I was 14 years old and I uh, raised my hand. I received salvation and my life has been forever changed since that date and I've never looked back. And so um, today we're just going to kind of process like for those of you who maybe had a similar experience on Easter Sunday or maybe just over the past six months or so where you've kind of started to dive in a little bit more with your relationship with Christ and you're, you're, you're accepting uh, of Jesus and you receive salvation and you're looking for, all right, now what, now what I've, I've done this you know, maybe water baptism is coming up and, and that's another step for yeah, you that you might, might want to take the plunge, right? And, and but after you've done salvation, you received ba- water baptism, like what is, what's next? What does it look like to live out uh, your faith and to continue in this relationship with Jesus? So uh, Pastor Chris, I'm going to throw this question at you. Okay. What's, what do you find to be really helpful to next steps for people who have, have accepted Christ and, They've experienced uh, the fullness of salvation and and Easter yeah. Sunday. Maybe yeah. they they felt felt something a little different, right? For us, I think a lot of times we have a special event. We go, "That was great. That was awesome." It reaffirms some things that we believe. I don't think that it, it dawns on us that oh wait, I need to do something with this now. What to keep it alive? And you know, Pastor Jeff has done that. Like like post Easter is to say. Hey guys, let's make sure we're celebrating life in the same way that we did on Easter. Jesus is alive. What would our lives look like if we celebrated that when we got out of bed every morning? Wow, Jesus is alive. You know, he, he died for my sins. So we have the atonement, which is great. We know that. It it makes me clean. It and that's that's something we can celebrate, but it's more of what practically do you do now? Well, that's we were talking earlier about how when Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, he said to the disciples, hey, you're going to get filled, mm. but then you have to go. So Judea, Samaria, into the uttermost parts of the world. I think that it should renew our sense of mission for all of us, is that we really are uh, on a mission every day. And I think tying those two together, the living Christ has filled me with his spirit, and I need to go tell somebody about that and rather than just waiting once a year to <laughs> celebrate that, I guess, which we can do. We can, we can lose sight of the power of the event because life just takes over. So I think more than anything is keeping that reality of, hey, I need to go now. The amazing thing has happened. My life is on mission. I mm-hmm. guess that's the way I'd put it. My life is on mission. Yeah. Jeff, what would you say? So we're talking about going after, you know, receiving salvation. And what are some practical tools you can take with you to go? And like, what are the things that you really need to do to prepare yourself? Because I think a lot of us, right, like 
you receive salvation, I was not ready to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, I needed some equipping and some training and some, some discipline in my life before I could, you know, go share with mm-hmm. people, even though I had that, that experience and it like pumped me up and I had that energy and I had that sure. mountaintop experience and I was ready to go. But then yeah. Yeah. real life comes in right? and you <laughs> go, wait a minute, what did I just say yes to? Totally. I was thinking about, um, just as pastor Chris was talking and you were kind of setting him up for that. I, I was going, okay, Lord, what, what do I see in scripture? Um, you know, Jesus of course died on the cross and he rose again and then he was with the disciples for 40 days. So in those 40 days, I think he was really prepping them for him to be gone. Hmm. And I thought, man, they were so obedient. Um, so then when he ascended to be with the father, he, he was, he said, now go to Jerusalem and wait. Just be patient, wait. And what do they do? You see in Acts, of course, you see them, they're they're meeting together, they're praying together, they're teaching one another. They're really taking what Jesus had already given them and started doing basically church on a daily basis. And they just began to immerse themselves in what this new life was all about. Mm-hmm. And then they were, of course, on day of Pentecost, filled with the Holy Spirit that gave them the power and authority to then go and, and really spread the gospel. So it's interesting that you said that. You went, I don't know if I was ready. And I yeah. think the disciples, in a way, they they were kind of freaking out. I think yeah. you can kind yeah. of see that, like, what do we do now? You know, and but they were patient and they waited and they were obedient. Um, and so I think, you know, in practical terms, for a, a new believer or maybe somebody who's just coming back to church, maybe they grew up in church and then they've just been gone for a long time, disenfranchised with, you know, of course, church and you know, all the, there's all myriad of different reasons, of course. And they're just going, I think I've been missing out, you know, and, and now I want to get back involved. I want to get back into this life with Jesus and set my heart right on him. I mean, I think there's some practical, two immediate practicalities. One, they were with each other. So the disciples were with one another. Mm, um, it good. says that very clearly all the time. They were with one another. And then even, even after the day of Pentecost and they were spread out, I don't see them being alone. Mm. Right. Paul, Mark, Peter, um, all all these guys—they were all together in in at least groups of two, if not more. Mm-hmm. And they were they were going into the whole world, so they were never alone. Um, Christianity was never meant to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Christ made that really clear. You never see him sending out disciples one by one. There's right. always two by two, or in or in groups or whatever. Um, so they were just with other believers who might might have been a little further down the road than them. Or maybe, you know, between all of them, they're all pretty rook, pretty new, pretty, like, very much rookies. They they had different skill sets and different giftings. And so I could see, you know, you obviously see Peter and Paul in Acts having, like, their, their peers in a way, but Peter has has the voice to the Jews. Paul has the voice to the Gentiles. Right. And, and they can lean in on one another for uh, understanding and, and growth. Anyway, all that to say, <laughs> the practical tool is, be with other Christians. Yeah. Grow and learn and ask questions and dive in and don't be scared. And and I don't know. I think the next step is like take it seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not a small decision you've just made. And so my encouragement or my pastoral exhortation would just be now let's go. Let's take this seriously. Let's go. Don't you don't be lukewarm. Don't be soft-handed about it, but be really diligent and be okay with going, no, this is a new life. Right. Um, and finally, I would just say like that new life aspect is you're learning a lot. I mean, you're, 
you're you're just like I kind of shared this last weekend. The the Israelites were were figuring out this whole new life with Aaron and Moses mm-hmm. as their leaders, and they free, were freaking out in mm-hmm. so many ways. Mm-hmm. But but they were learning and they were growing, and so in that new life aspect, it's you you got to have grace for yourself and one another, but you also need somebody else around you That's to help right. walk you through that, yeah. to open scripture with you, to re- like all the things, do some Bible studies, get in life groups, come to church on a regular, you know, mm-hmm. don't be the nominal once, once a month or even every other week. Well, this works for us. No, no. Like <laughs> we need to be together mm-hmm. and, um, and you matter to the, to the body, you yeah. know? And yeah. so just as others are going to pour into you, you will also then really be filled up to pour into others. And so it's really the give and take of all that. So those are just a few of my initial thoughts. That's good. I was thinking, you know, some of the most important relationships that I have in my life to this day are relationships that were developed in a living, thriving setting, whether it was a sports team, whether it was elementary school. I still have friends from elementary school. It's because we were together every day. We were at recess together. We ate lunch together. And we know that as human beings, but this in fierce independence thing kind of kicks in. But the lifelong lessons that I have learned, it's because I've been in a community with people. Uh, and I think it's the, uh, maybe it's the, not maybe, it is the work of the enemy to keep us separated, to keep us apart, to keep us defiantly independent of one another. So that's why I think that's key, uh, Jeff, for now post-Easter wow, I need to be growing in community. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this alone. Yeah. I don't want to be alone. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I think I've experienced that too in my life where um, community has really been important. I still have those you know, friends that I did. I, when I was 18, 19, 20, mm-hmm. I, I played in a band with them. We led worship together. Yeah. We served, and then we you hung out. You played games. You we played gamers we game together. together. <laughs> we just did everything together. I think... Um, the challenge though is today that's not, you're not able to do that. If you're an adult and you have a a family and and kids, like that's something that like, you just can't practically just go, I can't go be with Manny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Five days a week, (laughs) you know, and spending time with him. But you know what I could do with Manny is on Sunday mornings, I could be serving with Manny. Yeah. I can be at men's group with Manny. Yeah. I mean, I could, and then maybe we could go get dinner and watch a game together or something once a week. And like, mm-hmm. so it's, it's really trying to implement those, those practical things where it's just organic and, yeah. and you're able to make that community more organic than having to, to really be so intentional. Cause when we have to be intentional and scheduled in, it gets stressful. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. if you're here at church and you're serving and you're plugging in and stuff, those things will just kind of organically happen for you. Yeah. And so, um, I think that's really, really important. It's been important for my walk to, to be involved and plugged in um, at church and serving. I, w- yeah. I would also add too, I think it's so unique when you are immersed into the community of believers that if you're on, you're, you know, this is a regular basis type thing. Like we, like, let's just say you just rededicated your life to the Lord. Right. And you haven't been part of church forever, but you're like, I'm in, I'm going to come to church every Sunday. Right. Even, even I would say that that's a starting place. That's the base I would say it's kind of unique how you don't even realize how much is shed off of you mm. when you just show up. 
And then you, in a year or two years, all of a sudden you're involved in a few more things. You're, you're having a little bit more impact and you look back and you go, whoa, I'm a totally different person. Mm -hmm. Like the Lord has refined me, but I, I'm sure there were moments where you felt like, oh, I'm being stretched, you know? But at the same time, I think the just the showing up and being around and being present, mm-hmm. I think the Lord really does something really profound where you go, whoa, I I used to think like that all the time, and now I don't even, that doesn't even come to mind anymore. Right. You know what? Mm-hmm. Right. In just this most, you know, like if, if somebody's losing weight, right? Like uh, I think a lot of times the person doesn't really even notice as they're shedding the pounds. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you, another individual sees them like a month or two months down the road and they go, whoa, dude, <laughs> you look great. Yeah. You know, I, I, and they go, wait, really? Mm-hmm. I think there's really something to that. And, and I think it's really profoundly spiritual, mostly because the tactic of the enemy is to draw us away. That's right. Yeah. And to make us think, oh, it's not a big deal if I don't show up. It is a huge deal. <laughs> but it's not just a huge deal for you individually. It's a huge deal for everybody because right. we really grow with one another. Mm-hmm. And when you're not there, I don't grow. And and not that's not like a guilt thing because sometimes I can feel like, like uh, but I really believe like you have a gift that or gifts that the Lord has created and made in you that is a blessing to others. And when that doesn't show up, I I'm bummed. I'm like, I'm sad about that, you know, because I know what an impact you can have on somebody else's life. And at the end of the day on our deathbeds, I think you look back and you go, I don't want to say, I wish I would have done that. Hmm. I want to say, man, I did everything I could to be a, be a quote unquote better person Mm -hmm. through Christ, you know, Mm -hmm. that I let him do whatever he wanted to do, heart surgery. And, I had an impact on other people's lives. I think it, it it is challenging kind of to play off that. Like there, you know, when you are in church and you're involved in community and stuff, it's not just this like line of like, everything's great and builds and builds and builds. There are days when you have where you feel like you might come and you might feel a little like, Oh, uh, why did I come? Yeah. Why did I come? Or like, and then the next week you're like, maybe I shouldn't come and you have these kind of lows as well. And I think it is important to stick through those and and stay consistent. Like, like you mentioned, I'm sure, you know, and people looking to lose weight and stuff, there's probably days when, when they, there, there is a struggle and there is a like, Oh man, I I did go to Taco Bell today and I did grab that Baja Blast and I probably shouldn't have. (laughs) And, and, you know, always bringing the Taco (laughs) Bell. Baja Blast. But like, that's, that's, the thing is like they had they you have that, but then the next day you get right back on track and yep. you keep going. And then in three months, that person who looks at you, they don't they don't even know that you had that day mm-hmm. because right. you stayed consistent right. and yeah, you right. kept at it and you you <clears throat> through the lows you kept going and kept doing it. Yeah. And so but but you know, you know that you've done that. And sure. if you would have just let it all go then or just fed into that, um, you in those three months that person Probably Absolutely. wouldn't have noticed the change. So, yeah. Right. yeah, that's that's a big encouragement from me is just stay consistent even when you're not feeling it. Like, well, it's very important. And that's speaking to a culture led by our feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, I mean, that's uh, just one of the biggest. I mean, it are it's so clear that scripture says that our flesh and our spirit are are at odds, and our and our mm-hmm. flesh is fueled by our feelings, and so we've got to put that in check. And we got to know I'm I'm spirit led, 
Therefore, my spirit is leading, not my flesh. And that's why prayer and fasting is critical. So another step of a new believer or somebody who's just coming back to church or rededicated, prayer, fasting, community, scripture, and just saying, Jesus, I'm ready for you to do whatever you want in my life Mm -hmm. and be ready to say, you know, you're going to walk through some stuff that that you're going to have some low days and some hard days where you go, oh, I'm feeling the sacrifice. But man, oh man, is it worth it on the other side? Yeah. So, Well, thanks you guys for tuning in. That's all we got for today. But hey, not only is community a big part of the next step in in your walk with Jesus and, and staying consistent with with being in community. But another practical thing that we do here is water baptisms. And so we're yes. going to be having water baptisms coming up in the next month or so. So I would encourage you guys, hey, if you haven't been water baptized, we would love to have you. Um, it's just part of our service on Sundays. Um, and that's just a great practical next step for you uh, in your faith. So love having, having you guys here. And uh, thanks for listening today. And we'll catch you next time. Love y'all. All right. Peace all right, out. Peace out. Later. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.